Welcome back to Chad and MJC Talking Bulls, the podcast where Chad and MJC talk about the Chicago Bulls. As always, I am Chad Whitney, and with me is my homeboy MJC Michael Schwick. I, I can tell you're 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 not ca- caffeinated like you were the last time we recorded something. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> this is uh going to be fun to to record. We we were kind of worried about this West Coast trip and. Here we are, coming out of it, looking actually pretty good, despite all the bullshit that happened on it. Yeah, dude, we we wound up back-to-back in L.A. and left the trip 5-3. Well, we left the West Coast trip really, like, 4-2, but 5-3 and three since we last recorded. We took on the Knicks and Pacers. Yeah, t- t- took them on since then, but the Knicks have always been entertaining. Even if the Bulls are bad and the Knicks are bad, it's always entertaining. And right now, the Knicks and the Bulls are kind of good, so it's fascinating and fun to watch them go at it as opposed to being two scrub teams that are scrappy against each other. Yeah, the bottom barrel battle. <laughs> the the but, Knicks might not be good. The Knicks are at least entertaining, uh, I should emphasize. I don't, I'm not yeah, a, I'm not a big a Knicks team. fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not really high on them right now. Is anybody not from New York really a Knicks fan? Even I, people in New York, they jumped over to the Nets pretty fast. They did, but like Knicks fans right now, even though their team is nine and eight, will not shut the fuck up about how good their team is, which just shows you how like much of a poverty franchise the Knicks have been the last like five years where they're nine and eight and people are like, Oh shit, this is the year. It's like I don't know if you if you um follow Bleacher Report and the Bulls community there, but I swear after every single Bulls game there are Knicks fans in there just talking shit regardless of if we win or lose. Oh, for sure. I don't know why then. The, I, I guess it's because Jordan beat up Ewing and uh, they're still mad about Scotty dunking on Ewing that they just have to pretty, bully that. Pretty salty with Scotty right now still, but that dunk <laughs> is one of my favorite dunks of all time. It was so disrespectful. Like, it's <laughs> one of the greatest, like, videos you can find. If you don't know what we're talking about, you're you're way too young, but go to YouTube <laughs> and just look that up because it's, it's so great. Look up Scotty Pippen dunk Patrick Ewing. You got it. That would have got him ejected from the game. But back then, you could get away with that. He would have probably got suspended from that based on how like the NBA can be nowadays. Patrick Ewing wanted to go after him like Isaiah Stewart went after LeBron. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Except instead of an elbow to the face, it was just nuts to the chin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, talking about the West Coast road trip that we just came, finished up. We started off against the Mavericks and Luka. I don't think Luka played a game for the Mavericks after that. I think he got hurt. Um, I think so. But yeah, it was a, a nice win against them. But then we get that Golden State Warriors match, which personally, I thought we were going to win. I was talking shit for the whole first half I, of that, that game. That was the only game that I was like, there, there's no way in hell they're winning against the Warriors right now. The Warriors are the best team in the NBA. They are. I I wanted to call them as fakes and phonies, but... They beat the shit out of us, honestly. They really exposed some glaring um, defensive inefficiencies on our team. Yeah, like, and... Uh, no, continue, sorry. I was just going to say, with Vucevic out, yeah, that was big. Enough. That's what I was going to bring out. Uh, it's like, Vuce <laughs> missed this whole trip because he had to go into the COVID protocol. Uh, luckily, he seems like he's fine. It's just he had to go in that protocol. No other players seemed to be affected by that, but it did mean they had to drastically adjust the rotation yeah several times uh yeah 
that that Warriors game, God, they they really exposed us. And after that, we switched up to a excuse me a lineup that moved Levine over to small forward and Demar Derozan over to power forward, mm-hmm. which we saw Derozan play a lot of power forward in San Antonio, and it looked pretty good. It looked really good to the point that I want to see it with Vucevic in the lineup, run the three point guard thing, hybrid shooting guard. Like I don't know, we'll talk about it in a bit with Kobe White entering the starting lineup against the Pacers. But Caruso, shit, maybe even Derek Jones. Like I, I know we got some energy players on the bench, but I don't think Kobe's at the point where we need him starting right now. He's still coming off that injury. Yeah, I was a little worried about him uh, the first game he came back because you could tell he didn't know his place exactly mm-hmm. or like where he fit in uh, in the current roster. But by the second game, he, he figured it out and... He came in clutch uh, during, what was it, the Knicks game? Was that his breakout yeah. game? Yeah, he had a big game against the Knicks. So then it's like, okay, he fits in. Uh, I kind of miss his hair. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I didn't even know about it until it was before back. the season, but I was um, I went to a Sky game, and he was on the sideline. And I was like, that's Kobe? He cut his hair? And ever since then, I've been kind of hurt just a yeah, little bit. Yeah. So hopefully it, it, he grows it out. Uh, I don't know. It just... What what scared me a lot with Kobe, it, it, this is gonna sound mean, but like he kind of always has this face, like he doesn't he doesn't have like a face that he shows like a bunch of confidence. It always just kind of looks like mildly, like annoyed or like I, it's hard to explain. I know what you're saying. Like uh, he 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 yeah, it's really mostly the confidence doesn't show on his face. But he has it, and he's good. But yeah. like his his face his like resting face isn't like aggressive or anything. It just kind of looks like he's he wants to leave, kind of. <laughs> so like when he was struggling coming back, I was like, "Oh shit, this isn't a good sign." And then I, I remembered, you know, when he like t- mostly through the next game of like, "Oh no, he just always has that like look." Like I don't know if I've ever seen him angry or like super energetic, like at least in terms of like expression. He he's got a very level set um demeanor about him. Yeah, exactly. He just always seems to be pretty chill. So when he was struggling, it was just like, ah, shit, is he just really like, is he actually struggling mentally and like physically to keep up? And it's like, no, 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 he's he's fine. It's just going to take him, what, two games to find a rhythm. Yeah, and find his spot in that offense. Yeah, because I think he was taking like two or three shots in those first couple games. I kind of wanted to see him take more off the bench, like the shots he took. I appreciate it. Like I was like, dope, like this is what we need. Mm hmm make or miss like we need your offensive ability to stand out and you to take those shots yeah but um we, we, he didn't seem like he had it at first yeah the bulls need someone off the bench with confidence to shoot it that isn't io as much as i love io he definitely still has that like i could take on the world play style <laughs> yeah. uh which yeah. I, I which is good and he'll build that into like an actual like play style that's consistent but like you need you need a shooter and that's what we need from from Kobe right now is like an actual shooter as opposed to Io who's like he can hit the open shot uh but he does I don't know if he has that that killer instinct just yet that I'm sure he will develop based on everything we've seen about him like in his yeah. early part of the season like you can see almost some like times when they pass it to him in the wing or a corner and 
he'll make a quick decision, but you can still just tell he doesn't know if he should drive or shoot at that time. Mm-hmm. But he's he's trying to work on those. And, yeah. And I like it, but yeah, he's not quite ready yet. Yeah, there's a couple times when Ao gets the ball and it's just like, okay, pass pass out real quick. And then he just takes the shot. And you're just like, no, no, why'd you do that? Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't one, mind that. One more I, pass, please. Yeah, there's, there's instances where it's be like, oh, one more pass would do really well here. Oh, he shot it. Okay, it's all right. Or he drives in. Whatever. Uh, th- that's fine. He'll get there. But I think the, the thing that me and you were most excited about was the back-to-back games in the Staples mm-hmm. uh, Center. It was very nice. I know the Lakers do honestly suck, but they have very talented people on their team. And the Clippers kind of playing a bit better right now without Kawhi, with, without Kawhi consistently. Like when yeah. he's just out for a few games, they play pretty. I know. I, I feel like that's tough for them to balance at times. But this year, they're just running behind Paul George, and he's showing up. Yeah, he's really good in a regular season. the Bulls. No. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he actually kind of, the Bulls just let him do his thing, I feel like. I have to look at the box score for that game. But I feel like they were just like, okay, Paul George can't beat us by himself. So they focused on everyone else. Because Paul George had 27 points, 11 rebounds. They kind of let him go off but because they knew that no one else would be able to step up. So they just like locked everyone else down and then made Paul George play one on five. And he was getting frustrated yeah. playing one on five. The I really thought the Lakers should have been able to beat the Bulls, especially without Vooch. But absolutely. Because I think we were talking about the last episode, like AD could just take advantage of Vooch if he was playing. And then without Vooch, they had green on on Anthony Davis like a good chunk of that game. Yeah, he's getting hella frustrated from that too. Which is wild. You would think he would be like, "Oh hell yeah, this is going to be easy for me," but AD was getting like super frustrated. Like I was thinking during that Lakers game with how frustrated Anthony Davis was getting. Like, you know, you you resigned that contract with the Lakers. No no harm, no foul, but do you, don't you wish you would come home, play with the boys? Nice open spot there for you, but nope. Smack that ass across the Staples Center. Oh, wait. Crypto.com Center coming December 25th or the bull, 26th. The Christmas Day. Uh, that That is the present to L.A. <laughs> I mean, that's real. It, I just love the timing. The Bulls beat the, the Clippers and the Lakers, and then the next day they're like, we're changing the arena name. I tell my friends, I was like, man, it was one of them ass whippings where just all the frustration that was mounting from the Lakers and then the Bulls come in there, smack both L.A. teams back to back. And Anthony Davis can't even, like, he gets ejected. Then after the game, can't even help but just point out that they suck. And I was like, there's no amount of sage in the world that can erase that energy there. Just got to change the name. I mean, I would have preferred if they called it the DeRozan Garden after those two games (laughs) or something. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) That would have been great because, holy shit, when that dude goes back home. And the crazy thing is he plays against L.A., with a chip on his shoulder, like he couldn't have signed with either team this all season. Yeah, like there were the, there were offers from both teams, I believe. And it was the Lakers like, apparently chose Westbrook over him in terms of money. Yeah, and I wouldn't have done that, but I guess I kind of understand it. I, but money wise, doesn't even make sense because Westbrook's getting paid significantly more. I I I don't understand it, but I'm glad it happened because <laughs> like, it it worked out for the Bulls. Like, if people thought Levine and DeRozan were going to be a bad match, I don't get why people thought LeBron and DeRozan would be a good match. 
I think it could have worked, but I think it's a worse match than Levine and DeRozan, which is really good. Well, I think people in the offseason assumed DeRozan would be more willing to be a number two or three. Hmm. And with the Bulls, DeRozan's just like, oh, no, I'm number one, but also Levine's number one, too. Like, yeah. they've learned to coexist. B. Yeah. Oh, whichever night one is A and one is B. So I think DeRozan would have probably fit in with the Lakers because you would then hope LeBron doesn't get injured and LeBron just runs point. And then you just have DeRozan playing shooting guard, small forward or something like that, or power forward because that's what the Bulls are going to do with him. Yeah. One thing that as a Bulls fan, after all those years of LeBron, you know, beating us, getting favorable calls against us, I absolutely love this season that he's having. Like, kind of injured. Like, I don't, I'm not applauding the injury, but I think he's been taking some days off because they suck. He's like, eh, I don't know. Then they went on a good stretch, and he was like, okay, let's let's ramp this up. I can get back into it. Gets back, and they start getting smacked by the Pistons to the point he elbows a dude, a 22, 23-year-old in the eye. Intentional or not, like, I mean, Ron Artest didn't intend to hit Harden where he hit him, but he definitely tried to elbow him. Yeah, like, I don't even know if, like, the intentional or unintentional thing matters. It's the amount of force he put into it that is the thing that's questionable like mm-hmm. i've never seen anybody bleeding like that <laughs> like from i don't like i was like did he lose his fucking eye and, and the crazy thing is he it. wasn't bleeding that bad at first like when he was like he got more angry as the blood started to like pour <laughs> from his face because at yeah. first it didn't look like it was bleeding much and he was pissed but then like they get into a little bit more of a scuffle and then he comes out of it and he's just like just dripping I had to watch it a few times because I was like, did somebody hit him in the scuffle? And I was like, oh, no, that's from the elbow. Yeah. Crazy. It it, it was just waiting to burst. And then he was like, I'm going to go run through the tunnel and get him, which was just like super crazy. Uh, (laughs) That was a whole, that scene was wild. (laughs) One of the commentators I saw, (laughs) they were like, and the fans here at Detroit do a great job of staying calm. And I was like, man, are they trying to lose the the palace? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like they're no Philly fans. All right, so I we should probably talk about like the the game that probably frustrated you the most uh, from this road trip. That Portland, that Portland game. I'm just yep. let you talk. Just go for it. Just talk about the Portland game. Now I can only talk about half of this game. I sorry, I watched half of that game. It was like this shit is a blowout. Went to bed. Woke up the next morning and I was like, yeah, what the fuck happened? And so Avi, <laughs> I watched the highlights and shit. And my gosh, it was that's to me, you can't lose a game like that, especially to a team like the Portland Trailblazers from this season. Mm-hmm. They aren't doing anything this year. DeMar or Damian Lillard's not playing that great. Just everything about that team is we should have beat them by like 40. And instead, we turned what was it a twenty one point lead and blew it. I like, I get like that, yeah. we were within a shot towards the end, but which they I was never even been in that position. I was frustrated with so many people giving Levine shit, like on social media for missing that open three. But it's like, nah, you should give him shit for like the whole team dropping a, a, a big lead. You know, yeah. like the open threes are gonna people are gonna miss those. Even Steph Curry's gonna miss an open three from time to time. Not this year, but previous years. But 
like I don't know, especially this tra- Trailblazers team, it is frustrating. Like I'm just glad they kept it competitive. Like they blew their lead, but it it wasn't a horrible massacre. Uh, though yeah. it, you could probably say it was because they blew a twenty point lead. But this Trailblazer team is terrible. Like I've never seen a team have their star in the offseason being like, you better fix this team for me or I'm leaving. And then that team respond with, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it was like, I know Damian Lillard, he he really wants his heart to be there. But man, you could tell in how he playing. That ain't the place for him. Is Damian Lillard there at by a trade deadline? Or do you think he demands a trade? I don't think they can facilitate a trade, but do you think he actually formally demands a trade? I don't think he'll demand one. I hope that they work out a trade mutually on both sides because with his, not that he's older or anything, but where he is in his career and everything, they are not in a position to put anything significant around him to improve this team. Do they somehow do a Ben Simmons? Like, I can't even think of where you can fit Damian Lillard on a team that is going to put him in contention. I feel like the only teams you could trade him to are like bottom of the barrel teams because they're the only teams with space yeah. uh, in terms of like his position and just cap maneuvering. Is there some possibility that we see him for Ben Simmons at least? Cause that's the only thing that you don't screw. Cause I feel like Portland owes it to Damian Lillard, not to throw him to like one of the worst teams in the NBA. And the only team that I can think of that would also want to trade their star is is the Sixers. Do you see that being a thing? I think Sixers are probably the best fit for him. That doesn't screw also, him over, right? Yeah, it, I think that's the most mutual trade for all parties. Ben gets to get the fuck out of there, goes to the Western Conference. Who knows? Like, I think that could be good for him. Damian Lillard would be the missing piece for the Sixers. Mm-hmm. That'd be real unfortunate for the Bulls, but... Um, but then I do can see go the Sixers and... as a team we can't beat in the seven-game series without him. Yeah, um, but, like, I don't know. I'm I'm looking at teams for, like, Damian Lillard, and I'm just like, ah, maybe Toronto just, like, puts a package together for him. And that doesn't mean that they're, like, a great team because they'll have to give up a decent amount for Lillard, but, like, it's still an East Coast team, so they can at least have mm-hmm. a playoff spot. I, I think the Pacers are a pretty good spot as well. Yeah, that actually wouldn't be terrible. I don't know if they mean... I guess going from Portland to... No, that's still a downgrade. Going to Portland to Indianapolis. I'm just like thinking of like the city. not the best place in the world. It's not that far of a drive from Chicago. So if he needs somewhere to like (laughs) hang out, he can drive to Chicago. Unless he's into cow tipping or whatever the fuck they do over in Indianapolis. Yeah, whatever they. I always call Indianapolis or not Indianapolis, Indiana, the Florida of the Midwest. No, but there's shit to do in Florida. Ah, uh, you're right. <laughs> they, Just, they, yeah, at least, you're right. they have Orlando and Miami. They have Disney and Universal. Like they, <laughs> they've got what? like fireworks and casinos in Indiana. Cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't even have like Mars Cheese Factory like Wisconsin has. At least that's a tourist attraction. Yeah, they 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 don't have much. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of spots for for Damian Lillard because I feel bad for him because, like you said, he wants to play for Portland, but Portland doesn't really seem to want to put a team together for him, or they make bad deals. Yeah, they yeah both. I could yeah. even 
see Dallas, but it would cost him like Porzingis or something. Which would be fine. I don't think I don't think Luca and Porzingis are meant to be together. Nah, I, dis- I, I don't think so. But the only problem is Luca's really good if he has the ball in his hand. So then you put Lillard there. Lillard needs the ball in his hand. So I don't know if even that works. I, Lillard's just going to end up on like San Antonio or something. And then Popovich is like, I'm not going to retire. Yeah. Honestly, if he went to San Antonio, I could see Pop turning that into a championship team. With That's why Aspel I mentioned there, it. Like, um, yeah. Murray. I know no, you're a big Murray fan, aren't you? I'm a big Murray fan, and he's having a hell of a season so far. Yeah, yeah. But I think Murray gets traded for Lillard if there's a trade between those two teams. Uh, that would, yeah, you're right, though. I think that would have to be the piece. Unless the Spurs, they're like pops at the end of his career. Let's just get rid of all the draft picks. Like It'll be somebody else's issue. Is Pop still the GM? Because he could do that <laughs> if he's still the GM. He could just be I like, hey. <laughs> I'm going to bet the future uh, because I'm only here for another year or two. I think then, GM or not pop gets executive decision making down there. Yeah. But I would like to see uh, Lillard play for Popovich for like a season or two. Just like, I don't know. I don't know if it will really benefit either one of them, but like it benefited DeRozan, but yeah. Uh, playing with Popovich. Uh, but do you, uh, let's just, uh, we already talked about the Knicks game. Let's talk about this Pacers game. Cause I feel like people are like, Based on the Bulls' Twitter, people not understanding that it's not that bad of a loss. I mean, they got blown out by the Pacers, but I don't know how you feel about the the Pacers' blowout. But I, I th- yeah. think we can cut them some slack. I'm I'm fine cutting them slack there. I do think on paper this is a terrible, terrible loss, especially against a division team. But come on, guys, we just we're understaffed right now. We got. No Patrick Williams, no Vucevic. We just did this brutal West Coast road trip. That back-to-back against the Clippers and Lakers. Yeah, exactly. Cost Caruso's wrist. And then we did a back-to-back with the Knicks and Pacers, which I'm happier that we didn't let the Knicks come out with another win in the United Center. I'm more happy about that than losing to the Pacers. Well, I guess Avi more happy about that, but I'm more – I see that as a higher – higher point of emphasis than this blowout against the Pacers. Yeah, and the Knicks game was such a hard-fought game, as they always tend to be with the Knicks, that they were a little slow coming out of this game. Caruso being gone is a big loss to their defense, Mm -hmm. especially Kobe doesn't really have that defensive skill that Caruso has. And I don't know. They they, This is the first time they put... Is it the first or second time DeRozan's been a power forward for them? It's like, it was they the f- did a, a lot of the trip. Okay. I think in the starting lineup, they started it like against, against Portland, I want to say. I okay. don't know. Yeah. So the, being, them being understaffed definitely sucks. But you can tell like DeRozan and Levine were kind of gassed like halfway through that game. But I was more excited about this type of loss because it let us see the back end of that team. In terms of uh, Simonovic, I think this is the first significant playing time he had with mm-hmm. seven. I wanted him minutes. to get more of this trip with Vutgan, but yeah, we'll, we'll take what we get. He he looked a little lost at certain points where I almost felt like in the early co- he only played seven minutes, but in like the first two minutes, it looked like no one wanted to pass to him, no matter <laughs> how many times he had his arms up and he was like waving for the ball. 
Uh, but then we got to see Dobson play a little bit more. Matt Thomas still gets a lot of playing time. Matt, I don't. How do you feel about Matt Thomas? I think that he is a confident shooter, so we need that. Yeah. But at the same time, he's he's pretty mediocre. That, yeah, like, that's how I feel. Better. <laughs> yeah. But he's also like the tenth man, so I guess it's not that big yeah. a deal. And he'll be like, the eleventh. Even in preseason watching him, I was like, all right, so this dude's job is just to come in and shoot. Uh, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> cool with that. Uh, but we got to see Dobson play a little bit more. Um, Alizé Johnson got like five minutes. So we got to see everyone play, and I think that's important, especially people are really high on uh, Simonovic. So he needs playing time to justify people being high on him. So I was fine with the blowout loss because I'm like, okay, cool. Let's just put him in for the whole fourth quarter i feel like they struggle to like get levine and um derozan out of games sometimes because like they honestly should have just sat them going into the fourth quarter maybe even halfway through the third because at at a certain point it was like it was a 30 point game and it's just like just take them out (laughs) and lonzo couldn't buy a bucket derozan was a bit off zach levine i wouldn't say levine was off but it, they just weren't there. Is it, those games will happen? Yeah, it, Levine just looked more frustrated because he was just he was just trying to get anything to get going, even if it meant taking like shots you shouldn't take. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach but, to me though, frustrated Zach Levine is potentially problematic once we get further in the season. I'm hoping he manages that better as more chemistry is built and you know he plays with good players on his team but it just seems like too often when Zach gets frustrated whether it's from getting calls or not getting calls or missing shots he becomes an, a rather unproductive player yeah he just takes questionable shots uh and he can take a lot of crazy shots but he just I don't know you you can't when he gets frustrated you can't really like trust him but that's I guess when we'd hope the DeRozan effect you know of just like okay yeah. you're frustrated guess what we have another shooter uh, that can handle that and then I like Lonzo but like you are gonna have games like this with Lonzo where he's just not gonna be able to hey his shooting has improved over the last couple of years but you're still gonna have games where Lonzo's gonna put up like nothing yeah uh, I don't get why we aren't using Lonzo. It's more of the playmaker. I don't don't know. It seems like that's mostly what we got him for, but we lean on him to just be a spot-up shooter. Yeah, I I think that's going to be something we'll see transition more as the season goes because DeRozan still wants the ball in his hand most of the time, and then Levine wants the ball in his hand most of the time to where I think by all-star break we'll see Lonzo like kind of solidify himself as like I'm the point guard I will bring this up Levine you can shoot any three thrown at you and DeRozan you can shoot any mid-range shot throwing at you so let me just do my thing and I will get you guys the ball yeah because he'll find them and yeah they both nail it on catching shoots from both range mid-range and three yeah I, I don't see any reason why uh balls like assists you know, won't go up further. Cause like right now, what is he even averaging? Like four a game. I yeah. Which is disappointing, but his defense is so damn good, but still, yeah, you, you expect think, more. I do think Vucevic coming back will be 
far improved from where we saw him before the um COVID, you know. Yeah. Injury. Is that injury? COVID protocol. Protocol. There we go. He that last game we saw him in, he was putting it together a little bit. But I do think he needed a mental break of it was going downhill fast. And Chicago fans sometimes are not the nicest. Oh, we were brutal uh, uh, to yeah. him. Uh, the first the first episode, a little bit to the second episode, we were like kind of lighting up to him. But I, I think you're right. Him being able to step away allows him to like look at his importance in the team. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the gaps where it's like, oh, shit, if they had Vucevic for this instance, it would have went differently or like, oh, look how much he opens up the spacing. Uh, for for different things, um, so much spacing. Like even with him shooting so poorly, I didn't realize. I mean, I realized that people guarded him, but I didn't realize how much spacing he created until he was gone. And it was like, oh shit, because he's guard DeRozan and Levine. You guys are fine. He's an all star player who has had really high numbers. That you have to respect his shot, so you know teams have to account for him. And if they let him go off and then they start focusing on him, the Bulls have like two more weapons, <laughs> you know, at yep. their arsenal. So it's important. I still think he's, you know, a liability in terms of defense. I wonder if Anthony Davis would have had an easier time going against Vooch instead of being double teamed by two people that were 6'5", like Agreed. the entire game. Because uh, I feel like if Vooch was there, they would probably trust him to go one-on-one with AD more. But without him there, they're like, all right, we're just going to double team AD the entire game. And yeah, agreed. That frustrated well, AD. And we saw for a bit right before Vooch was out that teams were really trying to make him the focus of where they're going to attack. Mm-hmm. It's kind of annoying to me. Like, he's seven feet tall. Like, even if he's just being unproductive slightly. That's disrespectful for teams to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hated it. Yeah. All right. So that was the that was the the West Coast trip. Uh, do we want to talk about the the lineup in a little bit more detail, like the current starting lineup? Um, with Caruso health. Well, yeah, with Kobe in the in the place of Caruso. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you got Lonzo, Caruso, Zach Levine, or sorry, Lonzo, Kobe, Zach Levine, DeRozan at the four. And Tony Bradley likely to be placed by Vucevic in a game or two. Yeah, Vuce is practicing, so I think Vuce might be back by Wednesday, but they might hold him back until, I think, Friday is their next game after that. Yeah, Vuce will either be back for the Rockets or the Magic. Which, I would like to see him back for the Magic at the least. Rockets should be fun. That's a game I think we'll win, but... I want to see what he does against his former team and also Wendell against us. How is he doing? Fun to see. He's been having a a pretty good year. Yeah. I I have the problem where I I don't like blockbuster, but he's, he's having a good year. I have the problem of not focusing on the, the uh, less good teams uh, (laughs) to be nice uh, when it comes to uh, the NBA. Like I play, I pay attention to pretty much anyone in playoff contention, but when it comes down to like, Oh, I wonder how the Magic and Pistons are doing. I, I I don't pay attention. I have like my my players that I follow, so Wendell is one of them. Just because I needed to know, you know, I I personally didn't think we needed to let Wendell go, 
I would have much rather traded Lowry. But, you know, you get what you get. I feel like Wendell was never meant to play center. He's more of a power forward. Yeah. And he plays some center in Orlando, but they kind of put him to power forward with Mo Bamba on the court. And they'll do the two of them sometimes. Works pretty well. I mean, I don't think they're winning games. Not efficiently, but it, it works well enough. Do you think this is the lineup going forward with DeRozan at power forward? Or do you think they shuffle things around again? I Obviously, Kobe and Caruso will probably flip-flop from time to time. But do you think yeah. the current structure is how they go with Patrick Williams being gone? I think it might. I think when Vooch gets back, it'll determine a lot. But I, from my perspective, I think it can work really, really well if we stick to this. However, I do want to see us get a starting power forward just because I don't think DeRozan needs to be taking um the heat from real power, like from inside the paint power forwards. Just energy and fatigue that he doesn't really need to be sacrificing with how we use him on offense. But shit, I think he's really good there. I think he yeah. stretches the floor so well. And from him, his ability to score at all three levels, I don't really see many power forwards that can do it like to me he is what they wanted from patrick williams except matured and not as good on defense but still matured and capable do you how about you so i'm i'm fine with this lineup i still want them to get like a power forward to be a stopgap until patrick williams comes out like shit i would be fine if they sign if they try signing demarcus cousins for the hell of it like just throw him a flyer just to see what would happen think at the least having cousins in those times when teams are just going after Vooch sub him in real quick and let him get a little physical <laughs> and then put Vooch back out there no exactly or you know when they're bullying Vooch just put Vooch at power forward and then put cousins at center mm-hmm. uh just because I still think like the DeRozan stuff is going to work against most teams I feel like I just don't I don't know I I, I, I don't know how confident I am when you know, they take another shot at the Nets and DeRozan has to guard AD or they take another shot at the Lakers and, you know, they they do those lineups to where AD is playing power forward or uh, LeBron is playing power forward and then DeRozan has to guard them. So there are, like, major teams. But, like, on this current road trip, or not road trip, uh, the current set of games that will happen before our next recording, I think they'll do fine with this lineup. Yeah, especially with uh, Vooch back, uh, it's just I just don't know what you do against like the top teams with this lineup. I'm, cu- I'm curious if this lineup. I think the the Heat in general will be a test coming up both games, but that Hornets matchup with how they use Miles Bridges, mm-hmm. that DeRozan can definitely handle it, but he. Just isn't really. I don't want to say as athletic. It's more so of a Miles Bridges is younger, and yeah, has those those young legs. Yeah, Rosen a couple years ago would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. But now, especially with how um, bulky Miles Bridges is, mm-hmm. he could kind of beat DeRozan up inside, take him to the outside for three. We're gonna see an alley oop or two. I don't know. I don't really know if we have, aside from Patrick Williams, anybody to really guard a Miles Bridges. And that's not to super glorify Miles Bridges. He's coming yeah. into his own, but Tony it's just Bradley, how they use maybe. Him. I could see it. 
not not do a, a fantastic shutdown job, but at least be competitive. Yeah, cut off some of the things that he'd be looking to do. Yeah, that that's the only worry about the the lineup thing. Because you know what, DeRozan did this a lot in San Antonio, but San, San Antonio really didn't win too much. Uh, but I'm not saying that's that that's DeRozan's fault. That's just the the structure of the San Antonio Spurs team. Yeah, uh, that was the the main reason. But I, I think this is lineup is going to just Patrick Williams going out is still like just heartbreaking in terms of like what this team could have turned into and what Patrick Williams would have evolved into, which I still think he's going to have that time mm-hmm. uh, to do that. But now it's going to be on hold until next year. Yeah, but hopefully I, I guess I won't say hopefully I love having DeRozan and, and or not Lonzo, DeRozan and Levine together, but I would. Rather see Patrick shifted over to that small forward spot sooner than later. Same, uh, I because I don't I think him being a power forward is a push, especially with Vooch being the center. It just seems like to me Vooch should be a power forward, uh, with his play probably, style. <laughs> yeah, probably not with his size. His size he should be center, but his play style he should be like power forward or a really tall small forward. That boy's, that boy's got cement feet, but I think he can hold it down in power forward. Yeah. So like I I I it just sucks because like Patrick Williams being like his natural position is a small forward but he's gonna be out a year. They said maybe he can be ready by playoffs, but I don't like when you insert players into the playoff roster because that just leads to like easy losses mm-hmm. in terms of like finding their comfort level again. And I feel like we see this every time a starting lineup player gets injured and then gets reinserted in the playoffs. It usually doesn't work out for the the team that reinserts the player. Uh, Cause you're just putting someone into the rotation. So like it sucks. Patrick Williams is going to be on hold until like next year. Are there any trades that you, that you like or possible trades that the Bulls can make more so players received? I, I don't really think we need to think about who goes. Um, I mean, there, there's definitely like trades out there, but the only problem is I just don't know if the Bulls have any assets that people would want. Yeah. That's <laughs> Especially, I kind of forgot about it, but that um, that tinkering or tampering that's going to bite us in the ass. We're definitely going to lose picks for that. Are we, though? Like, isn't it, like, kind of... If if we lose the picks, they should just take them from the Magic. That should be how that works. Uh, do the Bulls still have their trade exception from the Theus trade? I think so, yeah. Um, no, I think we use that on DeRozan. I forget. Okay, it seems they, like they, that freed up space for one either ball or DeRozan. Okay. I was, it was like that. Was, that's like the only hope, <laughs> like because I don't know if a lot of teams are gonna. I think there will be people that want Kobe, but I just don't know what teams would want him and if they could give up a power forward for him. Yeah, that's true. I like the yeah, like the Kings and Marvin Bagley are kind of where my mind is, but they got way too many yards in the first place. Yeah, like I want someone from the Kings, like anyone from the Kings. The Kings actually have a really good roster. They just don't work together. They just fire Luke Walton. So yeah. Those players might not even be available anymore. Yeah, because they'll have a coach that will use them properly. Exactly. Uh, well, it's the Kings, so maybe not. No, no, yeah, they still have the same owners. But still, there, there's now hope that someone will go in there and change things up and be like, why are these good players not properly placed? Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any individual people because a lot, a lot of the names I would want are too big and would require like blowing up the roster. And I think it's, you know, 
unnecessary right now with the Bulls being like a potential like top three, top four team in the East yeah, to do anything. Valid. You just want to add, and they don't have draft picks to to tempt people. Man. I could you know see a I... team overpaying for Io, but I think the Bulls would be stupid to trade Io right now. We can't get rid of Io. I mean, but... unless we're a hundred percent committed to Kobe, which I'm I'm personally as a fan not there yet. I think he has more trade value. Yet I th- so I think Kobe, you get an even exchange, but I think Io, you can like he would be a steal for any team. Yeah. If that makes he's, any he's sense. He's had a good start. Yeah. And second round draft pick contract, you can probably sell some teams that it's worth overpaying for. That that's what I mean. Like you can either overpay them. Either either way, some teams getting robbed in an AO trade. Either the Bulls are getting robbed in an AO trade, or a team's gonna overpay for AO. Like definitely not mutual, yeah. Yeah. Kobe White's trade will just be like a even exchange. It'd be like, hey, here's Kobe and here's a power forward with equal value to Kobe, whatever that means. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like it, it would be a pretty lateral change. It'll just be like, okay, cool. Now we have someone who's taller on the team, <laughs> which is kind of yeah, what they not just really need. worth it. Yeah. Like right now the bulls roster is pretty set in terms of like what they can do, which is why you would probably have to look to free agents. But I think even then you look at free agents, if there's like another injury, I wish we could get Leandro Ball and replace Matt Thomas with him. That would be in, that. I actually kind of like that idea. Such a good uh, shooter, and him and Lonzo together, you don't even got to give him a lot of minutes. Just when we need a high volume of points, like Eddie House's ass. Uh, are Giannis's or both Giannis uh, Giannis's brothers signed right now? The yeah, um, the Naces plays for the Bucks still, right? For the Bucks, and then Costas went and played. He plays in like Greece now. Okay, okay. It's like one of them would be good size wise, probably. Yeah. Uh, to bring over, yeah, because I'm just like trying to think of like free agents that they could possibly add to like fill in some of those gaps. But I don't, I don't think there's any like tall players. Basically, is it, oh, we're just looking for size right now. I have, I have heard rumor and. I even took these rumors with a grain of salt as happy as they make me. But people are asking for Bobo to be a bull trade target, which I love <sighs> Bobo. I do too. And I but... can see a Kobe for Bobo trade straight up. And I, I think the Bulls. Denver's doing. I, I think the Bulls would get robbed on that trade. It's possible. Bobo is just so versatile and so big and so good. Is he? I like him. He's my he's he my go to chance. He's my go to two K pickup every every time. <laughs> I get MVPs with him on two K. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, that, that's my go to guy. He, he he's my uh, he's my Josh Smith now. I think we talked. Oh no, we talked about that on the the movie podcast. But like back in the day, I would always trade for Josh Smith and make him an MVP. Yeah. Uh, Bull Bull is definitely that guy now for me. Where I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna pick him up. But I don't know, like. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. And I like him, but no, I don't. I, I, th- I think he'd be a great compliment to Vooch. And then when Patrick Williams comes back, you could slide him to the bench. Not Pat, Bobo. Like, he's a great, versatile asset off the bench and a good fill-in power forward. Denver, or center if you move Vooch there. 
Denver just knows that there's like money to be made with Bobo, whether he's like a uh, plane or not plane. And I think they would ask for way too much. I think that's the reason he's still there is because they've been holding him hostage. Uh, yeah. Basically, because I'm sure his jersey still sells, you know, like people buy shit for him. He He's one of those players. He, he's basically a meme player, even though he hasn't done anything to be memeable. Other than Archer, like, should exist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He had like a crossover or two. It's like uh, the who is the who is the uh, the Celtics guy? Was it uh, um, Flacco? The, the you mean the red haired one? No, 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 no. Um, there's another tall guy that the Celtics were in love with. Oh, Taco Falls. Taco Falls. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah, he's he's got the name and everything. I know, but like people are really in love with him, and it's just like, okay, well, there's a reason why they're not giving him a chance. Yeah. Like, you don't just, hold back a player for any other reason than you're like, oh, he's not going to contribute to the team. That's different, though. The Celtics clearly needed a center and still didn't play him. Bowl is stuck behind, like, Jokic, Millsap, Michael Porter Jr. It's a lot. But then other teams would be asking, unless unless they're, other teams aren't asking for him or... They are, and Denver's just like, oh, we want a first-round pick. And people are like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, they drafted him in the second round, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they did. They did. That might be the reception we get on an I.O. trade, too. Except I.O. gets playing time. His yeah, minutes that... are above 20 recently, which yeah, is real nice. I, I could, for whatever reason, I see like a lower-level team being like, what if we start him and then making an offer? Uh, for him just ruin io's career from the start basically <laughs> let's, let's just try and start him like a first i mean he is a first round talent but yeah i can see somebody trying to make him their centerpiece let's trade him for lillard <laughs> yeah let's, man watch that happens and then like the lillard thing doesn't work out and then io this becomes an all-star <laughs> and then it's just like son of a bitch I overcomes like the next Jamal Murray. <laughs> yeah, it's just like what the fuck. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, to answer your question that you asked like ten minutes ago, I have no idea how, what they add to this team or how they can add anything to this team right now. Uh, yeah. But I'm okay with that because I think they can still give it a run as long as they get the right opponents in the playoffs. They could probably make it really far. Agreed. Yeah. I guess the tinkerer in me is like really trying to perfect this roster, but we do have a very, very capable team. I, Just, I, Sixers still scare me. And we oh, yeah, haven't the even six, seen the Wizards. Yeah. Eh, I'm not really too worried about the. I think the Wizards would be a, a tough fight, but like I could honestly see this Bulls team if the placement in the, in the playoffs falls in their lap going to the finals just to get smashed by the Warriors. <laughs> or the Suns, God forbid. Oh, God. Yeah, but no, but I, I think this team is fully capable now, uh, despite the injuries and, you know, the COVID protocols and all that stuff. But I can totally see them fucking around and ending up in the finals, but they will get smashed by whatever team they get in the finals. Yeah. Or Vucevic goes off and gets finals MVP. I, I, could, would, I sarcastically say that, but I could see it. <laughs> well, because he builds out his box score. You know, like, even though we were, like, down on him, he was still getting a double-double every night. 
Yep. And we uh, need him. He he's like a a better, sexier Brooke Lopez. Ah, uh, wow. So you're saying he's se- wow? That's an insult to Brooke Lopez's sexiness, I guess. <laughs> Brook Brooke's pretty sexy for seven feet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. I don't know. Did you have anything else you wanted to cover this week? No, I mean, before the the trip, I was wondering if there's a chance the Bulls can get three people into the All Star All Star. Uh, yeah. And I don't I think know during that trip, they made me more convinced. I think definitely DeRozan is going to be an All Star based on the way he's playing, and I think Levine deserves it. I don't know if Lonzo is going to make it because I have a feeling he's going to his first half is going to continue this way, but then his second half is going to be amazing. Yeah, any chance Vooch makes it? I can see him, especially, how do they do the all-star votes again? It's been like two, three years since I've voted like, in it. It's like 75% player, twenty or fans and 25% player or something like that now. Ah, uh, like what other centers would he be going against? Now, I don't think he makes it based on like, because they usually, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think, I can see Vooch like somehow making it. But I, I think it's pretty slim. I think DeRozan and Baller or DeRozan and Levine are kind of lock-ins, uh, unless Chicago decides to not vote. <laughs> uh, I unfortunately do not see myself voting. I just hate the popularity contest of the All Star Game. It, I, it's not fun for me. I used to like voting, but I hate voting and then having to unsubscribe to every newsletter the NBA puts you on for voting. Back when I used to vote, I, I'd overdo it. I you know, texting every day, doing it yep, every single day, multiple emails or whatever you got to use. I made it work, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of over it now. Well, didn't they do a thing where you just have to hashtag them in a tweet? And oh then yeah. People just That's... turn bots on. So it's like, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. I personally think DeRozan's a lock. I think Levine should be an all-star, but I don't know if I think the popularity contest will be fine. Well, will be, um, I could see the players uh, voting for Levine because the players do yeah. get like a vote. And I can see the players, it sounds like odd, but I can see the players just doing it for Levine because they know the contract clause he has for the max. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of forgot about that. Because that's what he needs to get a max contract is one all-star appearance. And... I believe that's the the case for him. Like that's why he held off, right? Is because if he gets an All Star yeah. thing, he qualifies for the Supermax or whatever. So I can totally see the NBA players being like, "Let's take care of Levine," especially after he was in uh, the Olympic team. Like, yeah, oh, I can see all the Olympians just being like, "Hey, let's make sure we get Levine on this team." I also would like to see. Um, I know it won't happen, but a dunk contest that has Derrick Jones Jr. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. I go, I watch that shit and record it and watch it multiple times. I'm actually excited uh, for like the rookie game this season. Yeah, that'd be fun. Man, Io's getting rookie game MVP. I don't care. That That's, that's why I'm excited for. Like, I want to see, I want to see that. Uh, I want to see Levine in another dunk contest. I want to see Lonzo Aaron in the Gordon skills is, challenge. Ooh, I think Lonzo is... I, I want really Lonzo. I want I both ball brothers. I want Ooh, both ball brothers in the skill challenge. That would be dope. Ball yeah. and I love Lonzo, but I love Lamelo too. That'd be I, tough on me. 
But I want both Paul brothers in the skills challenge with their father on commentary. <laughs> Just LeVar on the NBA on TNT panel would be amazing. I, I want that. Up. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dwayne Wade. He's not invited anymore to All-Star Weekend after that stunny pool. No, if a ball is in any capacity involved in the All-Star Weekend, they need their dad on commentary. I mean, it's just bad marketing and and TV planning if they don't get him out there. I mean, I know he's a liability based on like his WWE appearance a couple years ago, but like it's fine. Like it's different though. Yeah, he probably just missed. He didn't understand the assignment, as the kids say this day these days. No, he understood WWE. it. If if you look at the segment, I don't know if you've ever seen that segment, but I have not. I've seen that he was there, but no, I never watched the clip. He tried to cut a promo on a wrestler. He ripped his shirt off. One of his kids was cursing to beat the wrestler's ass, but in a more uh, a more unfamily friendly way. Mm. Uh, <laughs> was it censored? Um, no, like, because it- uh, he the uh, I forget. I think it was Lamelo. He didn't know the microphone was that close to his face when he was like doing all the cursing. So I don't know if he thought <laughs> it was going to be picked up. But like, it's 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 a fucking weird you you'd probably have to find an uncut version of that on youtube uh because wwe definitely made sure not to upload that interaction to their official channel after <laughs> it happened do, do you still watch um a bit of wrestling uh on and off a little bit i watch aew more than i watch wwe because wwe is like kind of god-awful company that's what i've been hearing lately you know i'm not a big wrestler person yeah. but i keep my ear to the ground yeah, uh, I I still casually, uh, maybe it's like once a month I'll do a catch up, and then just yeah. stop. Yeah. Uh, anything so, else? So no more WWE Network. It's all on Peacock now. Ah. Uh, and Peacock is terrible, or the Peacock cock, as we sucks. call it. The cock. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cock's kind of shitty. Even yeah. though they do have Code Monkey, which I thought that show would be banned from all existence. But well, I mean, Nate, G4 there. is back, so. Yes. Like, Praises G- be to G4. They they do X-Play and Attack of the Show on Twitch now and YouTube. I, I've, I've been watching a handful of their things. I watched the the launch party and then some X-Play and uh, Attack of the Show. I want to get into that Dungeons and Dragons. I know this isn't the podcast to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do want to get into that. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I, I'll, I'll be watching G4. Yes, but, you know. They got Adam Sessler and Adam Prayer back, so it's like, okay, I'll watch. Yeah. The Cess. I'm surprised nobody calls him that, the Cess. I say cesspool. I understand that's not I think he had a... It's so cool. Didn't he have a segment? Uh, Or no, it was like Sessler Soapbox, and I think he had a cesspool segment. I don't know. I could be wrong, but the podcast is probably going on too long because we're talking about G4 now. Yeah. All righty. But yeah, this was a good episode. Um upcoming like we said the bulls are mostly back in the east uh we've got some games that to me look like we should have a pretty good stretch until the next episode Mm -hmm. um came out quite honestly a little better than i think i was planning for the west coast and yeah let's ride that momentum yeah let's keep it going and we'll see everyone in two weeks